Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, I, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kiseki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Battered Fins Fans Podcast. I am the Bearded Fanatic. That is the Sixboro himself, Mr. Battered Jets fan. And we have a special guest at 305 Sports Mave, host of Bad Calls, Balls and Brawls Podcast. She graciously decided to join us on, on our inaugural episode one of the NFL season. How are you today, Ashley? Hey guys, I can't even say it myself too. Like I'm like someone. <laughs> I was like someone said you should shorten it. What would I shorten to? Sports talk with the babes. So no worries. But doing good, guys. I mean, start of football season, best week of the week besides uh, Christmas week. So I'm excited. I'm like ready. I don't know how I'm gonna work the next four days with my nine to five because I'm so ready. <laughs> it's, it's 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 game time. Well, we're excited to have you. I appreciate the fact that you took time out of your day and squ- squeeze us in right before your draft to get this show going. So I'm not gonna take up too much of your time so danny if you're ready i'm ready I'm, I'm born ready baby all right well let's start off with a very common subject which if you're a part of dolphins twitter you know it very well i'm sure ashley does as well the disrespect that Tua tonga vialoa and the miami dolphins get now we've seen across the board people people going from yeah 12 or 13 wins myself and then people putting us on the spectrum of seven wins Somebody, um, Peter King today came out and said that we might sneak into that final playoff spot, having the tiebreaker over the Indianapolis Colts. So disrespect or not disrespect, Danny, I'll come to you first. It's definitely disrespect. I mean, to to me personally, I think he is obviously accurate. I think this whole him not throwing deep balls is way overblown. Yeah. Although I, I don't think he can do it consistently just because I haven't seen it consistently. But I, I think you can't come on and say that he can't do it. I think either way, you can't say he can't consistently and he can't consistently because he already hasn't had a chance to do it yet Correct. with that offensive line. And the offensive line isn't much better this year, but it's he better. has weapons. It's not much better. Right. Right. But he has the weapons now to throw it deep. We saw it in preseason. We saw it in training camp, even though it's practice. So I think it's it's big-time disrespect. I feel like every year you have like that, that joke that the media likes to go to. I feel like Tua has somehow found himself in there. And, and Punching back for sure. Right, he, for sure. As soon, and as soon as he throws an incomplete pass, gone deep, you know it's going to be everywhere. But as soon as it's a completion, outside of Miami Twitter, nobody's talking about it. Right. All right, Ashley, give me your two cents. Disrespect or not disrespect? I think some of it is warranted, but I think a lot of it's not warranted, right? The fact of the matter is that I love him, right? I want him to be a franchise quarterback. There's no one else in the NFL right now that I would be like, all right, well, let's pick him up, pick him up. Besides, like, the big names, you know what I mean? So I have my – he has my heart. I have my concerns, though. I'm not worried about the deep throw The deep throw being that. He'll – you know, Tyreek will make that look good, bottle, everything will be fine. My concern is his injury prone, right? He's no Ben Roethlisberger. If he get our offensive line, like you said, is not – the strongest. You picked up Sean Armstead from the Saints, which I met him, the nicest guy and everything, yes. but he has a big job to fill. Like, he has to protect Tua because every time Tua gets sacked, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm worried. You know, it was his <laughs> finger and his his ribs. So I'm not worried about his performance, right? I think, you, like you said, you have all the weapons. Everything looks great. You have these running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. I'm not worried about that. Like, he can be a great quarterback, 
but I'm worried about more the offensive line holding so he doesn't get a hit and go down for the season. That's my worried with him. How like much that. do you think how much do you think is attributed to the fact that Justin Herbert got taken right after? Do you think that that has something to do with the fact that he gets attacked so much? Because it's um, almost like, look what yeah. you could have gotten. So that's a great point to get brought up. Every time I hear Justin Herbert's name, like I used to crunch. I'm like, oh, really, really, really? That could have been, that could have been ours. That could have been ours. But I yeah. think at this point, there's so many like draft picks that we had that have been like a bust, right? Deion Jordan always comes to my head. Ooh. And it's like Minka Fitzpatrick, another one. It's like, dang, you know what I mean? So it's like the Justin Herbert thing lingered the first season where Justin Herbert yeah. had a great year. But at this point, it's let bygones be bygones, right? Like people, you think of like RG3, right? RG3 is supposed to be this great draft pick. Jalen Hurts, we haven't seen much from him yet. It's like you just don't know coming out of college what these players are going to do. You know, people had Tua probably better than Justin Herbert, and Justin Herbert exploded did. in the NFL. So it's, it's like, like, it's kind of like, I don't want to say we're over it yet. It does come to my mind sometimes where it's like, dang, but you just got to let it go at this point, you know? I like that. And I think that leads a lot into a lot of people aren't big fans of Tua, right? Outside of our fan base, a lot. I would say the majority of us love Tua Tunga Bayaloa, yeah. right? Dolphin so fans, he, you mean? Correct. Dolphin fans. Okay. I, th I think you have a lot there. And me and Danny use this term a lot. You're either very far right of Tua or you're very far left of Tua. It's yeah. either he's going to be an MVP this season or, oh, my God, you should just go ahead and start Skylar Thompson right now. I think the majority of us are right in that middle where we understand we could have had Justin Herbert, but we're going to ride or die with the guy that we have. Yeah. And I think he personally can get us. So a lot of people do give him hate. Dan Orlovsky is a big believer in Tua. I think yeah. that if, if you follow Dan Orlovsky, he's always got positive. And he'll come out and say, all right, I don't think he can do this. But for the most part, he tells you what he can do. And he thinks he could get this team into the next level. So outside of that, outside of the accuracy, Danny, what do you think are some things that you want to see from Tua come this game coming up? Like, well, because you know, let me rephrase it a little bit different. Mm -hmm. How does he need to come out in your eyes to show that, all right, he's playing good ball? Or do you think as like soon as he goes to incompletions, he's going to get a lot of hate? No, no, no. To, to start the season, at least, like, I think you should go with your strengths, which are his accuracy, right? Yeah. He has the speedsters to get that yak, right? The yards after catch. So play that to your advantage. I mean, the Patriots have a great defense. So it's going to be hard to move the ball on them anyway. So go for those easy passes. Go for the accurate passes that you know he can do. That, that's his nickel and dime. Yeah. Chad Pennington your way through this game. Because if, if, look, if, if I can get a Chad Pennington right now, I'd take him on the Jets. I'm a Jets Ooh. hitter. So if I could get a Chad Pennington, I'd take him right now. Give yeah. me that accurate passer with these playmakers on the outsides, and you have a recipe for success. Start throwing those deep balls as the year goes on. You know, you start getting more comfortable in the offense or whatnot. But for right now, do what you do best. You're in, you have an accurate ball. You have these playmakers. Let those guys make plays for you. Let them get rack up those yards for you. And I think that that's what he has to do. Stay in your lane and do what you're good at. And that's Getting those accurate balls out quickly. What about you, uh, um, Ashley? Because, like I said, if he comes out and let's say he has a subpart, subpart game, regardless if we get the W or not, which we'll get into it in a little bit, I think a lot of feedback is going to come his way. Because regardless, <laughs> Tua is going to get a lot of backlash. But what do you need to see from Tua in this game to be like, all right, I think the kid is where he needs to be? I agree with Danny. I mean, Danny, you, you nailed the, the nail on the head. You know, the one thing is that he needs to show confidence, right? Like, I don't want him to go out there and start scrambling and stuff. You know, fake it until you make it, first of all. 
And then the second thing that, yeah, make those short passes. You know what I mean? Make those Mm -hmm. short passes. Go for those runs. But then, you know what? If it's like a a third and eight, throw that bomb. Like, frick it. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So just show the confidence. You have all the weapons. Use your running backs, right? Also, like, um, Chase Edmonds. Mostart, I was a little sad that we let go of Sony Michelle. I thought he would have been great for us too, but we just yep. had too much going there. So yeah, you have Waddle. Yeah, you have um, you have Tyreek Hill. You still have Gasicki, but I think if he really uses his running backs and besides those wide receivers, I think you know you have the playmakers to, to make it possible. Just show the confidence. Don't look scared out there. Don't look like you know the lights in your face. Preach it. What you got? No, my. My one worry with Tua is, like yeah. she said, the confidence is a big deal. Yeah. And to, and, and to start the season, you start against the Patriots, then yeah. the Ravens, then the Bills. Tough. Then you have, and then the then you have four, days, four days to get ready for the Bengals. Yeah. That's a tough way to start tough. the season. Like, there's a good chance that if those, those defenses come to play, that, that, that confidence, not only in Tua himself, but in the fan base, could be shut. And you mm-hmm. know everybody's favorite position on NFL team. It's the backup quarterback. Yep. Worse. Nah. So uh, that's going to be – if they start off, you have to get that Patriots game. I think we're going to be going. okay, though. You know, we start to start – I think it's going to sound a little funny. I think mm-hmm. – and obviously we can't control other people's destiny. I think if the Bills lose on Thursday, the Bills start 0-1. And then mm-hmm. if we are able to steal one from them, I mean, I think we're going to be okay. I'm not worried about week one. Week two, it's more of that three and four that I get worried about. But the first two weeks, I think I'm okay with. We'll say that now. I, I, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. During our preseason shows, we, we talked about what we thought the schedule outlook was going to be, and I had a starting yeah. off 2-0. and um, But we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, but let, let's preview the big game. We're finally here, September 11th, the Miami Dolphins at home against the New England Patriots. The Dolphins currently lead the all-time series 59-54. We're 3-0 and over the Patriots over the last three starts since Tua became the starting quarterback, and it's the first time we swept them since the year 2000 last year. Yeah. So, going back and reminiscing on game one of last year, we won the game, yeah. yes. You lucked out that game. All right. You, you know, you didn't have to emphasize <laughs> it on that, but yeah. I'm just it's saying. a win. A win is a win, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. What, what was it? One and eight was is a lot better than 0 oh and nine because that oh, was correct. rough. Gosh, right. that last year is wild. <laughs> so, Xavier Howard rips the ball, gets us the ball back, and we end up winning that game. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the big things is, and, and it's talked about a lot on Dolphins Twitter, is are you? they credit a lot of wins to Tua, but they, they don't look at the fact that we had such a solid defense last year. So are you winning because of him, or are you winning in spite of him? And that's kind of where I wanted, wanted to go with this as one of the first things to preview this, this week. And we kind of talked about it. What do we need to see from Tua, right? So if we win this game in spite of him, are you still feeling comfortable because it's the first game of the season? It's no big deal, right? But that's kind of why I alluded to what do you really need to see from it? For me personally, and I'll, and I'll give you my – I think we need to win because of him. He, we've yeah. won a lot of games in the past in spite of him, and that's just my two cents. Dolphins Twitter, please don't come for me. We've won a lot of games in spite of him, but I think that he needs to come out and just put his foot or his cleat – on the throat of the New England Patriots. Because I think that if there's any year in the past that they're right for the taking, it's right now. Usually, we if we get them at the beginning of the season, we usually get those dubs, whether it's away, whether it's at home. Yeah. They're already they're flying down on Tuesday because they're trying to get ready for this heat that's going to mm-hmm. hit them on Sunday. 
we're born and well, I'm born and raised in Miami, and I'm still not used to this heat and humidity. It's terrible. <laughs> right. So I need to see him step on their throats and literally it doesn't have to be like you guys said, it doesn't have to be deep bombs. Yeah. Accurate passing, getting us down the field, running, rollouts, stuff like that. I and like you said, I don't want to see him scramble. I do not want to see him take a big hit and then yeah. potentially lose our quarterback. But that's kind of where we go where we're going with that. Ashley, I want your two cents. Do you think that it needs to be in spite of him? It doesn't matter, or it needs to be because of him. It has to be because of him. We had to start the season on a big note, right? We're going against the Patriots. Mac Jones, this is Mac Jones' second year. This is Tua's third year. Granted, does that mean a lot? No, but it just we need to, we need to start the season on the right foot, right? He needs to have that. I keep saying confidence. It needs to be that confidence booster because honestly, from here it's not going to get easy. And he was saying, you know, we have the Ravens, Bills, Bengals. Like it's not going to get easier. So let's start strong. Um, I know a name that's going to come up is Devonta Parker. I'm not worried about Devonta Parker, right? He he was injured more than he was actually consistent with us. And granted, sure. he is a threat when he's down the field, but I'm not worried about him. It's just it really comes down to Tua, week one. It's going to come down to Tua week one, week five, week seven, all the weeks. And this is make or break. We cannot go on with this. This is third year. Figure it out. I don't want to see Teddy Bridgewater come in. I don't. Skyler. Skyler's a whole different beast, right? Like Skyler could right. potentially be somebody for somebody one day, but it's right. not about Skyler. Right it's now, not it's not about Teddy. It's about Tua, and it has to be about Tua. Week one, two, three, four, ten. So starting week one, it's about Tua because of Tua, not in spite because. I like that. And Danny, before you give me your two cents, I, I kind of want to throw that because she did throw Devontae Parker's name out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the key players that people look at is Devontae Parker. He's been with the team plenty of time, but guess what? Devontae Parker didn't spend a lot of time on the field. I think yeah. he may have one season under his belt where he played 16 games, one out of the five or six he's been in the, in the league. So, like she said, I'm not worried about it. Um, well, I'll take Devontae Parker over Cedric Wilson. I'll tell you that. Oh, here you go. See, the disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect. We're going to get into that in a second. But give me yours. In spite or because or it doesn't matter as long no. as you get the dub. Because of the way the, set, the schedule is structured, I think this first game against the Patriots – it has to be because of him. He has yeah. to have a good game because following that up with the best secondary, what I think is going to be the best secondary in the league the next week against the Ravens, and then the best defense in the league overall against the Bills, like he's going to have an uphill uh, mountain to climb yeah. week two and three. Week one, the Patriots have a good defense, but it's not as good as the two week two and week three opponent. So right. you have to come out and build that confidence week one. So although a win is a win and it's going to be great for it to be one and oh, it could go from one and zero to one and three real quick, so you got to make sure you build that confidence. So I think it has to be because of him, just like you guys. It, it, this is the like game it. where he needs to come out guns blazing. I like okay. it. I like it. Um, let's get into a couple of key players and sleepers for this game. We're obviously going to pick the game here shortly, but I think the, the obvious big names on our offense, people, you, you know who you're going to pick. We know who the key players are: the cheetah, yeah. the penguin, Gasecki. Chase Edmonds, those. Are, but give me somebody that you think that a lot of people are sleeping on, Ashley. Uh, well, obviously you named him. Um, I was gonna say my sleeper is Chase Edmonds, right? Granted, like we know what he's done in the past, but my sleeper would have been Chase Edmonds. It also would have been like a Sony Michelle, but obviously that's mm-hmm. not gonna happen anymore. Um, besides him, I would say Raheem Mostert, and on the defense, Jalen Phillips. Because here's the <sighs> thing, Jalen Phillips. 
I, I did an article about beast. him. He is. He's a beast, but his heart is just as big as his performance on the field. I feel like he's young. He's hungry. He's eager. I feel like he's going to have so many sacks this year. He is a guy that people are really, really underestimating. We know Stephen Howard, Javon Holland, they're going to show up this year, right? They're going to do what they have to do. Wilkins, whatever. But Jalen Phillips on defense is going to be the sleeper for a lot. I love it. I love it. What school Danny. did Jalen Phillips go to? <sighs> No, I, I was trying to make sure that I, I knew who he was. Generally. Yes, yeah, skinnier guy, tall. Yeah, yeah. No, he he's yeah, a yeah, yeah. second round draft pick after yeah, Jalen um, Waddle. So it's like Jalen yeah. Jalen. It's kind of cool. He was big I last remember year. If that was him. Okay. He yeah. was big last year, Danny. I don't know how much preseason tape you've seen. I don't know how much practice tape you've seen. He no is no practice tape. M- monstrous. This One year. more I got for you. Uh, Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle now is with Ginkle. him is that he just had his appendix removed. I don't know if you guys ever yes. had that surgery. I had that surgery. It sucks. And yep. he's not projected really to come back until week two, uh, but he is back practicing. Van Ginkle is another guy I don't sleep on. I love Andrew Van Ginkle. Danny, give me your key, key, key player sleeper for this game. Well, I mean, she took it with one of those eight, eight that she mentioned. It's Sorry. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Raheem Mostert. I, I think dog. that I, I, out of the backfield with his speed, I think he's going to be an, an underrated game changer that nobody's really talking about. Everybody's talking about the receivers. Everybody's talking about Chase Edmonds. I don't really see it too much love from Mozart. And he coming from the Niners, just like your boy, the, the head coach, Mike McDaniels. Yeah. Uh, I'm a kid. Uh, no, Mike McDaniels, our coach. Yeah, Mike yeah. McDaniels. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you said it right. So I, I think, yeah, no, I, I'm doubting myself. And he's fast. Mozart, so, um, he's faster yeah, than he's, Cheetah and Penguin. He's the fastest guy on the team. Yeah. Oh, don't let Cheetah hear you oh, say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't let Cheetah hear you say but, that. But um, he's, he's burned the Jets a couple times. So yeah. I. I know his speed, and I think that nobody really is, is expecting him to do too much. Everybody's kind of focusing on the outside, Gasecki, you know, Tua, of Chase course. Edmonds. So, as far as a sleeper, I'm going Mozart. And your defense, I mean, it's your boy. I mean, it's, it's not a sleeper. It's Xavier Howard. Yeah. Just pay him, and he'll be happy. Just give that man yeah. his money. That's it. I, I'll tell you my sleeper for this game, and it's people like, who? But for no. me, it's not a who. On the offense, I think a big sleeper, and Ash, you watch these games as closely as I do. You watch these preseason as close as I do. You watch these practices. You've been there and watched it. I'm there. One of Tua's favorite th- favorite spots to throw the ball in that rollout is right into Durham Smythe's hands. Yes. Yes, he Durham. Is, Durham, you, yes, yes. Danny's going to like this. He knows that I put Gusecki right in kind of in the same breath as George Kittle. And um, who's the other guy? Who's that other guy I compared him to, Danny? Who's that other guy? George Kittle. Being, no, yeah, I, I forgot his name. Travis I Kelsey? His name. Oh, yeah. that guy. That guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I put those two. Then Mike Gesicki right around there. But one thing I like about Durham Smythe, I kind of compare him to Jason Witten. And what I mean by that is Jason Witten wasn't, wasn't an offensive playmaker that he's going to take over the field. But you know what he always did for you? He got your first downs. Oh, and that's what sure. Durham Smythe consistently does. As soon as two is roll out, he is wide open for that first down. And I think – that's my sleeper for this game. And I think that's my sleeper for the season. Durham Smythe will consistently get that first down for Tua on those rollouts. And he yeah. gets open pretty consistently as well. Because you figure uh, Tyreek's going to be double teamed, right? So there are going to be spots that are going to be open whether you're playing zone or whatever. So there, there's going to be room for those players to really make a difference and to really make their mark. So I can definitely see him coming. For sure. Danny, you said one of the biggest things for you that you were looking up right before we came to this game is how the Patriots fare in Miami. So based off when you were doing your research, how do those Patriots fare in Miami? Oh, I thought maybe you – I looked it up. I wasn't sure if you did. I did. Okay. The last 10 home games here in Miami, mm-hmm. the Dolphins are 7-3 and three against the Patriots. That is mind-blowing because more than half of those are with Tom Brady. 
Yep. Ugh. Holy shit. Seven and, <laughs> seven and three. It's a September game, here. right? It's yeah. when they play the September early October games. It's unbearable here, even well, people it, who are born and raised here. So it's well, completely it's, different. It's funny you say that because I was like, I got to look into this and I got to look at the dates. Yes, because the dates. all all of these have to have been in September. Only three of those games were in September. Oh, interesting. It's, yes, it's so well, you saw the shellacking we gave them last year. And it was in December down here. Right. So no, you guys had the last game of the season a couple of times over the last 10 years. Yeah. So it was um, it was an interesting stat. Uh, you guys are getting them at the perfect time because I took a deep dive into New England radio over the last couple of days getting ready for this. Yeah. And they are all pressing the panic button already. They've looked horrible in the preseason. Yeah, they don't trust the offensive line. They don't have an offensive They're, coordinator. Right. Their offensive coordinator is the offensive line coach. Matt Patricia's doing go. both things. So he's yeah. doing half and half. Everybody's like Bill Belichick has lost his mind. It's that's great for us. Mac Jones is, is playing subpar and everybody's worried about him. It's yeah. it's insane the confidence that has been lost. Just but because, I mean, you still have Bill Belichick, right? Like, he's a veteran right. coach. Like they have to, you have to give him like a little respect because he is a great coach, right? He's won yep. championships and everything. So I think they have that going for themselves. But I think everything else, they are missing a lot of pieces. Well, and I think the the main point that everybody was bringing up when I was listening to all that stuff is obviously Tom Brady's gone, yeah. and Josh McDaniel is now gone, and Bill Belichick didn't really deal too much with the offense because he trusted Josh McDaniel. Yeah, for sure. So. Now that he has to kind of get pl back plugged in there, things have gone kind of awry. So as far as Patriots and Patriots fans and Patriots media, they're not feeling very good about week one and the season in general, honestly. So well, it, I, you guys should be feeling good. I do like the fact that you bring that up, but you know me. I don't get too high. I don't get too low. I'm as even keel as possible. And that kind of leads us into the battered fans, fans um, basically keys to the game, how we feel about it. And let's go ahead and pick this game. Because I think that, yeah, like you said, a lot of people are excited on one end and a lot of people are kind of like panic mode on the other end. I see this game. We're going to get the dub. That's that's my pick. And I'll start there. I think we get the W. I think it's an easy W. I think that we put at least up 27 points on the board here in Miami. The Patriots struggle to put up 13. Maybe 16 is the most I give them. But I see this game 27-13. I'm pretty confident in that. Keys to the game, too, is going to take care of the ball, as he always does. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. You know, the one game you could probably come to mind is the fumbles interception he threw in Tennessee last year. That's long yeah. gone. Nobody's really thinking about that. I think he's going to come out. He's going to be accurate. He's not going to force the ball. I'm going to put two touchdowns on the board for two of throwing the ball. I think he sneaks one in running. Oh, I'll give him three it. touchdowns overall. Um, I think, like you said, Chase Evans is going to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. Raheem Moser is going to that speed's going to catch up to the Patriots. They're going to get gassed very early. There's going to be a lot of cramping on that. We're going to be sweating in the stands, but that's my pick. Ash, what is yours? I'm going to give us a little more points. I'm thinking 35 us. I think 10 Ooh. to the Patriots. I think our defense is going to hold them well. I think Sanders uh, I think Sanders is one of the best kickers in the league. I think he's going to come, even if we get anywhere within 45 yards, he's going to be kicking. McDaniels is going to be having him kick a lot. He looked really stud in the preseason, so a lot of solid kicks from um, – from our boy Sanders, I think Gasicki is going to be used more as a blocker, which is going to be interesting and with the offense. Um, and I think um, I think we might get a pick, right? Let's let's put oh, a lot God. of pressure on Mac Jones. A nice pick. I'm not saying bring it back, but let's see yeah, a good pick and uh, do something with it. Before, that offensive line supposedly is looking horrible. 
So. It is, and and before I, I would love to see an, another Xavier Howard pick to the out pick pick to the house when he turned around and grabbed certain parts of his anatomy, you know, <laughs> to the to the Patriots last year. Don't know if you recall that, but Danny, lead us out. What do you think is the keys to this? Well, what do you think is eventually going to be the key to this victory or loss? What do you got? Well, like everybody was saying, they thought that Bill Belichick has lost the offense, yeah. but nobody's questioning their defense because Bill Belichick that is a defensive mind, yes. and you gave him an off-season to prepare for week one. So I think that he's come out with a vanilla defense in the preseason. I think he'll have a couple things up his sleeve prepared for Tua, Cheetah, and all of them. So even though I think I do think that you guys are going to win, I don't think you guys are going to put up as much points as you guys are saying. Give it I do me. think I think you guys 17-10. Ooh, closer. closer I think oh, I'm still a little my. high based on what we just did Eagles preseason. I think that of number course. that we got so high kind of like stuck to my head. But we'll see, right? We will look, see. Mike McDaniel, he was around when yeah. Kyle Shanahan performed well with what's his face, the the porn dater, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. So he knows how to produce when uh, with an average quarterback. So I, I think that he can do it. I just don't know if Bill Belichick with an offseason prepare is. I mean, maybe not an offseason, but you know, a couple weeks to prepare. More is, veteran, more like, experienced. Than right. Like I, I don't know. So I think it's going to be a closer game than, than you guys would, are going to feel comfortable with. So Dolphins win 17-10 for you. I give them 27 points. She gave them 35, if I'm not mistaken. That was, that was your total? 35-10. I don't know. I got that, that 35 number in my head. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you with the 10. I'm with you with right. the 10. I'm thinking with the 10. The 10? For the, yeah, for the most part. They're going to have a hard time scoring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the most part, I think we're all in the vicinity that we don't tr – the, the one thing I see is that none of us trust the offensive for the New England Patriots. We trust more in the defense, so we all kind of agree. If they put a point, it's going to be 10 to 13 range. I think that's what it's going to be. But for the most so. part, three-way, we all think they're going to win. I'll take that any day of the week. But before we head out, again, special thank you at 305 Sports, babe. It was amazing thank you. for you to be here with us because, like I said, it's our inaugural first episode of the NFL season. And who better to have another hardcore Dolphins fan like you? Guys, go follow her. She is amazing. And she's always tweeting really good stuff, content about the Miami Dolphins. Why wouldn't you want to follow her? I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. No, I wish you the best of luck. Um, perfect time to launch your show. A lot of good things happening. And if you ever need someone to talk about heat, I know that that's not your uh, up your alley, but more than happy to teach you a thing or two about the Miami Heat, too. A, Ooh, a certain I'm, somebody I'm, has I'm, a... I have a heat podcast coming, too. Let me know. Does. More than there happy you to help you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, right. thank you so much for tuning into our show. This is the Battered Fins Fans Podcast. That was the 305 Sports Babe. He is the battered Jets fan, the six bro, Mr. Danny G himself. And I am the beard fanatic. We will see you at Hard Rock Stadium on Sunday. Ends up.